Hey, I like to clap. Whether it's for yourself or for the worship team, most of all, it's to the Lord. Amen. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we know that you're here. You're always here. At times, we feel it more on Easter Day. But on this Easter Day, I pray you remind us that Easter is a life. And it's not just a resurrected life. It's a life that we can live day by day because of what you have done. And because our hope can be in you. And I pray that the Holy Spirit would move us to move our hope to you. And not on the very good things that you give us, but that they are created things. And you are our creator and also our savior and our redeemer and our Lord. May we know you like that. May we see you like that. I pray your Holy Spirit would push past the the Easter eggs and the Easter lunches and the wonderful pictures for a moment and our focus be on you, almighty Lord, risen Christ. In your name, amen. Thank you all. Have a seat. Thank you again to our worship team. If you have your Bible, you can turn to John 20. If you do not have a Bible, there might be some back there. I can't see uh, as usual, but uh, normally there are some, and you're welcome to pick one up. John 20, we will read a passage that many of us know on the resurrection, but before we do that, say a few things. Uh, First off, we are celebrating baptisms today. Uh, Thanks be to God. We have at least... Uh, five baptisms, uh, some young ladies who will come up and be baptized. Amen, 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 amen. Okay. Now then, I really believe, well, first off, everything I say today, I mean, I really believe is true. But let me say this. I did not always believe everything I say today is true. So for some of you, I know. You said I know, but I believe in the risen Lord. I believe that we will rise. I believe it's reflected in baptism, and I believe the Holy Spirit is working. So I do call for and pray for and believe in what I call spontaneous baptisms. I like spontaneity, right? Wife, lovely wife, yeah, yes, I do, right? Don't I? Come on, let's give myself a little bit more credit there. What I mean is, I really believe, and I really I pray for this church, frankly, that there's a bit more spontaneity. That we're not, uh, sometimes we're held captive by, by uh, norms or the way we, we should be, or, you know, what's, what are they going to think? I've never wanted Bellwether Church to be like that. Never have. I want it to be free and open. That whether, you know, we, look, we're dressed as our Easter best. My wife said I look like an Easter egg. So, I mean, you know, just trying, I like it. That was the purpose. That was the intent. But, you know, for someone to roll in on Easter who could be a crack addict, okay? Could be a former, could be a Mary Magdalene. Let me just say it like that, okay? And we'd love them and walk with them. But going back to baptism, I really believe that the Holy Spirit is at work. And I really believe in the, the spontaneity of baptism. Like the Holy Spirit moves on you 
And you're like, man, I'm called. I'm led to be baptized. I'll get baptized in my Easter best. And I'm not saying you got to do that. I'm just saying I believe that's possible. Can we at least like believe that's possible? I'm not saying we have to see that today. I just want to believe that's, that's possible. So thanks be to God that that is possible because I've seen it happen. And thanks be to God that we have baptisms. Now, to set our passage up, we're going to read verse 11 through 18. We read verse 1 through 10 at our sunrise service, which was a tremendous blessing uh, for me and, and some of y'all who were there. To set it up, Mary is, and I, and I love this first verse. I'm not going to read it all, but Mary came early while it was still dark. While it was still dark to the tomb. And found the tomb empty. And I always get up early Easter morning. I'm not by nature an early riser. And I think back, I use God's gift of imagination, you know, what it was like. Obviously, the tomb was empty. It's what we celebrate. And Mary had this reaction. And so let's pick up there, verse 11 through 18. She had first gone to tell Simon Peter and John, and they came, and then they left. And so Mary is by herself, she thinks, at the tomb. Verse 11, but Mary stood weeping outside the tomb. And as she wept, she stooped. I love John's description. She stooped. Let's use, our, let's use God's gift of imagination. She stooped to look into the tomb. And she saw two angels in white sitting where the body of Jesus had lain. I love that. The body of Jesus had lain. The body of Jesus was dead. Blood had stopped. Organs had stopped. Eyes were closed. Laid out. Two angels, though. One at the head, one at the, at the feet. They said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? She said to them, They have taken away my Lord. I do not know where they have laid him. Having said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing. But she did not know it was Jesus. Jesus said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you seeking? Supposing him to be the gardener, she said to him, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have laid him, and I will take him away. Jesus said to her, Mary. Mary. She turned and said to him in Aramaic, Rabboni, which means teacher. Jesus said to her, do not cling to me, for I have not yet ascended to the Father. But go to my brothers and say to them, I am ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene went and announced to the disciples, I have seen the Lord. And that he had said these things to her. We'll stop there. In the Bible, at least. Everything today we do, from uh, worship to a greeting to children's time to, to the baptism, it's not about anybody but Jesus Christ. And may the risen Christ be exalted and glorified. Now, that sounds like Christianese to some of you. It sounds like kind of rote, but I'm very, very serious. May Jesus Christ be exalted. That means lifted up. May he be glorified. 
And I want us to, want us to help one another. And I kind of want us to get into this passage. And the way we can do that is I want you to pretend. I'm going to ask all, indulge me. All of us, pretend you're Mary. Guys, dudes, forgive me. But just pretend you're that person and you're walking to the tomb or you're at the tomb. So we are there. It's you as an individual. And think about how, how we can feel. Because we can often be like Mary, and the tomb can be like our life. What are you talking about? Here's what I mean. It's like we're walking from life to death. And, and we know that the tomb is empty, so we're kind of despondent. Kind of, let's use a better word, depressed. We jazz ourselves, jack ourselves up for Easter, but Monday cometh. And our life is like a tomb. We're like Mary. And we know the Christianese, and we'll say, yeah, you know, I believe in Jesus, but, but really, he's dead to us. He's not living in us. And so we are much, men and women, often like Mary, pre-recognizing Jesus in our good Christian life. And we're walking from life to death. And we are afraid of death. And we're moving. And we see our life like the tomb, dark, closed, contained, trapped. I know I felt like that. I feel like that often. I have to fight against Satan as a trick of his. I know Jesus, but he's not alive to me. And then there are angels, and there are angels in your life. And yes, I believe angels are surrounding us right now, and I'm talking about literal angels that we cannot see. But there are angels as like other people. So there are two angels. And these angels say to us as, as we're walking to the tomb that is our life, and it's, it's dark and it's contained, and we say, Jesus, but really he's not there. And, like, and there are angels that come around us. And they say, why do you weep? Angels said then, angels say to you now, why do you weep? And I'm talking about real people in your lives. I'm talking about a friend, hopefully a spouse, a pastor. They say, why do you weep? Don't you see what's going on here? There's something so much bigger. There's something so much bigger than... A day-long baseball tournament. Preaching to me here, okay? There's something bigger than just trying to get into that group. There's something much bigger than trying to get into West Point. There's something much, there's something much bigger going on. There's something much bigger than that loved one that you love so dearly who passes on. There's something much more beautiful even than... A worship service. Or you may be like, worship service like that. But you know, something much more beautiful than, I don't know, whatever your idea of beauty is. Maybe it's a piece of art. Maybe it's an orchestra. Maybe it's a, a great film. And the angels say then, and they say now, woman, man, person, why are you weeping? Don't you see what's going on? Don't you see 
what Jesus has done already. It's not not yet. Already. I feel like that often. I have to preach to myself because if I listen to myself, I'm a sitting duck. Okay? To preach to myself. And I preach to others. But I feel like that angel talking to me. I'm definitely no angel. Don't say amen, baby. Anyway. <laughs> but I feel like, why do you weep? Don't you see the bigger picture? And then Mary says, and we say, they have taken away my Lord. I do not know where they have laid him. I don't know where he is. And the angels say, then and now, don't you see? He's right here. He's right there. Like I could say to you, don't you see? The Holy Spirit's right here. The Holy Spirit's right there. Jesus is right here now. There's something much bigger going on than just some little service. Jesus is here. Lord of all creation. And, and then, we do this too. Mary, we turn and we see Jesus. And get this. We mistake him for a gardener. What are you talking about? I mean, Jesus Jesus. No. We say, and I, I know this because I say this. I know you do this. We say, Jesus, here's my territory. Uh, here's my patch of land. Here's my life. Can you spruce it up for me, please? Can you garden it up for me? And Jesus is saying, I own it. It's mine. But that is much of our Christian life. It's my turf, my territory, my postage stamp of land, my, my deal. Jesus, garden it up. Make flowers bloom. Spruce it up. It's not, it's not his deal. He was not a gardener then. He is not a gardener today. He is Lord. He says, I own it. It's mine. It is mine. She didn't know it was Jesus. She thought it was a gardener. And, and even then, she keeps, she keeps pushing back. We keep pushing back. We say, okay, okay, get, get that you're not a gardener, but if you've cared away, can you let me know, and then I'll take care of them. And that's us, like, this desire for purpose, this desire to, like, let me just do good works. And, and that, that's a big problem of ours down here. Let me, just, let me just look good. I take care of Jesus, you know. I'm going to help Brother Jesus out. Come on. Not like the Lord. Look, it ain't, the Lord does not need me. The Lord does not need Bellwether Church. The Lord does not need any church. So you're like, well, what does he want? He just wants us to embrace him. Mary is like, I can take care of him. We're like, I can, I can do this. She says, just embrace me. Just embrace me. I'm here. And still Mary is not getting it, and still we don't get it. So, so what, what does it? where Mary sees, where Mary moves from weeping to seeing. What is it? Jesus calls her by name. He says, Mary. Mary. 
Mary. He calls her by name. What gets it for us? What makes the penny drop? What makes you see that there is something bigger going on here? It's so much more than I've ever dreamed or imagined. He calls you by name. He says, Ernest, Heidi, Jonathan, Marcus, Ray, Linda, Sam, Pierce, William. He says, Peter, back then, John, Philip. Today he says, Aldra. He says, Clint. He says, Kevin. He says, Joe. He says, Barbie. He says, Will. It says Russell. It says Dobby. It says Jill. It says Mitzi. It says Roger. It says Rob. It says Cassie. It says David. It says Byron. He says Tracy. It says David. If I didn't call your name, give me some grace. <laughs> he calls you by name. It's much bigger than like calling my name. You get it like he named you. Why I ask, what is your God-given name? Because God gave your parents the idea to name you. He named you much before then. He created you. He loves you. He sustains you. He made you with great gifts. Each and every one of you. Great gifts. Wondrous gifts. No gift is above the other. We live in a world, you know, it is a celebrity culture. So, you know, people with certain gifts get more acclaim. Not in God's eyes. Not in God's eyes. He gives gifts and he gives many. And he saved you. And he loves you intimately. When you get that, then it's like, it's about embracing and not doing. Then it's about Rabboni, teacher, and not gardener. And there's a big, big distinction. Big, big distinction. He knows your name. He calls you by name. And only then, going back to the passage, it's only then that you can truly go and tell. Same thing happened Christmas, happens Easter. Go tell it on the mountain. Mary got it. She ran, she told the disciples what she had seen, the risen Lord. What has to happen is the Holy Spirit, not me, not anybody else, the Holy Spirit has to really convict you, move you, melt your heart, gives you grace, and you see. And that is when you are saved. We throw that term around a lot. That is when, and you, you receive it. And you're blessed by it. So, today, you know, we're going to celebrate baptism. But I, I want, we are here, you, me, us, together. Okay? We see Mary move from weeping to seeing. In Jesus Christ, by the Holy Spirit, we move from weeping to seeing. We move from the tomb as this dark, dreary, contained, trapped 
closed off place to bursting forth with light and power and life where was death now there is life there is resurrection we move from gardener to teacher we move again from weeping to see now I see I see Jesus we move from using him to loving him to embracing him we move from thinking that man I got got to reach up and I'm going to reach and I'm going to get it to just just receive just receive the grace that he has given you so Mary did Peter did so John is what some of you what's happened to you only the Holy Spirit can do it Easter Easter means resurrection move from death to life from going like Mary to the tomb to seeing that tomb as the stone rolled away light coming forth life coming forth That's what it is. That's what life in Christ is. So so I would ask you, I would invite you, receive the risen Lord. Receive the resurrected Lord. Resurrect today. Resurrect today. You can resurrect today. We get trapped in our lives, and our lives uh, are filled, we just did the seven deadly sins, with the greed, with the envy, with the pride, with the lust, you name it. The Lord will wash those things away. And the Lord knows you, loves you, sustains you, created you, and is here, and is waiting. And we get, get trapped and confused and tied up with all these things going on, even like Easter activities and stuff, and it's just, Jesus is there, and he's standing, and he's calling you by name. Receive the risen Christ. Be resurrected. It begins in your heart. It will end in your resurrected life and the body when the Lord resurrects the entire creation one day. To that, I believe. It just begins in your heart. Let's see some examples of this. Each baptism service, we read testimonies of those who are getting baptized. And I would ask those who are getting baptized and their parents or whomever, y'all go ahead, step out, get ready. These testimonies, let me say this, are much more powerful than anything I say But they are not much more powerful than what the Bible says. And I always say that my testimony, your testimony, every testimony, it's a story of what Jesus has done and is doing. And we see it in God's Word. But these are beautiful. So right now, at this moment, I know of five baptisms, all young girls. So I'm going to read the girls' testimony first and then their parents. So listen. John, you baptized me when I was a baby. But while I was at Breakthrough in January, I really felt Jesus in my heart. I rang the bell while I was there because I accepted Jesus completely. 
I've been thinking about being baptized for myself since then. I want to be baptized today and continue to study the Bible so I can tell other people about Jesus and be an example of his love. Now, her parents. Learned that Caroline had made the decision to be baptized on Easter Sunday from John Hugh. We knew she had been thinking about it for some time, reading nightly devotions and asking serious questions. We did not know she had decided she was ready to take the step to accept Christ in front of her church, family, and friends. We laughed that she went directly to John Hugh once she made up her mind. That is just like her. Go straight to the source and take a serious matter into her own hands. We could not be more proud of our oldest child, the example she is setting for her siblings, and the love she has for the Lord. We have seen the work he has done in her thus far, and we are excited to celebrate her baptism this Easter Sunday and to watch her grow in her love and knowledge of the Lord Jesus. Next testimony. A few years ago, I understood Jesus was my Savior. When I was six, I began to understand who Jesus was. I could read the Bible and understand what I was reading. I know I need a Savior. No matter how hard I try, I can't be perfect. Because Jesus died for me and rose again, I don't have to feel guilty anymore. I love Jesus for many reasons. One reason is that when I'm struggling with things that are hard to understand, He gives me an inner voice to help me understand. Sometimes my inner voice says to go in the opposite direction than where I'm heading. I'm trying to learn more about Jesus. I know I can do that by reading my Bible more and talking to Jesus through prayer. My mom told me that the Bible is the living word of God and that the Holy Spirit can teach me about Jesus through the Bible. It is difficult for me to remember to read my Bible. So I'd say that's what I'm struggling with right now in trying to learn more about Jesus. I want to get baptized because personally having that big moment in my life and always remembering it will help me remember that Jesus is always with me. It also helps me remember that I am forgiven by the Savior, Christ Jesus. little girl wrote that. From her parents, Claire Grace has always had a deeper curiosity about God than many children her age. She rarely accepts answers without knowing the why behind them. God bless her. At age four... Typical questions about God were things like, how can Jesus be in my heart and everywhere else at the same time? (laughs) Love that. God bless your parents. And it's not my fault that Adam and Eve messed up. (laughs) How come I'm a sinner just because of something they did? She is a gift from God to us in many ways, one of which has been challenging our own faith. We are very proud of her for making the decision to accept God's grace through salvation and show that to others through baptism. We took some time to talk, think, and pray about letting her be baptized because we wanted to make sure she understood the magnitude of what it meant. We wanted her to understand that it was only a beginning step in her relationship with the Lord. Our responsibility as her parents now is to guide her and help her grow in her relationship with Christ which as a parent can feel like a responsibility we are ill-equipped for so much of the time. We are so incredibly thankful that God has plans for our child in his story. I love that. And he will lead and guide her even when we fall short as parents. Another young girl. And this is her words. I am happy to get baptized and give my heart to the one and only God. Bellwether has really changed my life. When my brother got baptized, my heart leaped into God's arms. I get emotional reading that. And I really don't get emotional. Be strong and courageous for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. 
Joshua 1, 9. It's my favorite verse because I know the past, the past are still here. I'm happy to be baptized. Her mom. 1 Timothy 4.12 says, Don't let anyone look down on you because you are young, but set an example for the believers in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, and in purity. Which reminds me so much of my daughter's faith in her walk with Christ. Ann Campbell constantly amazes me with her understanding of the Bible and God's will. I am very fortunate to see her carry it out through her actions on a daily basis. I'm overjoyed when I reflect on her enthusiasm towards learning about Christ as she is always eager to ask questions to have a better understanding. Just ask her teachers and John Hume. Children truly are one of God's amazing blessings and he has blessed me beyond measure. It is amazing what I've learned through the eyes and actions of my children, especially through her walk with Christ. I am so grateful today to see my daughter profess her faith for God in front of our church family on this Easter morning. Now, the young girl. I accepted Jesus in my heart to forgive me of my sins. I want to be baptized on Easter Sunday because it is the day Jesus rose from the dead. One day I will live in heaven with Jesus forever. From her mom. As I watch my child desire Jesus in his word, I am reminded how beautiful it is to look at life through a child's eyes. Think on Jesus' words in John 7. If anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, streams of living water will flow from within him. It is with great joy that we celebrate this life into his kingdom. Matthew 19, 14. Let the little children come to me and do not hinder them. For the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these. Jesus took the time to place his hands on children and pray for them. May we all remember to follow his example. Last testimony that I have. The young girl writes, I felt like I was safe with Jesus Christ and he would be with me for my whole life. Her mom. No, this is still her. I've learned that he died on the cross to take away our sins. I just tell people that I ask Jesus in my heart, when... When I was little, and they understood. Anyway, it's good stuff. Good stuff. Let me say this, then I'm going to pray, and then we're going to party. And I really wish we'd party. My wife and I were talking last night. We were uh, watching the opening segment of Saturday Night Live. Anyway, um, it's a regular Saturday Night Live Saturday Night ritual. But uh, had Jimmy Fallon on, and uh, yeah, I mean he's always he does his thing. Uh, but they just, like, partied and stuff, and we're like, you know, here they are, and probably, you know, tons. Not, I mean, it's, it's Easter Eve, and, of course, I'm watching it. But Easter Eve, and they're, like, partying around and stuff, and, you know, and I know you young folks, you like to party, and, you know, I spent over a decade with folks like that partying with them, okay? So I know, I know, I know. But man, the church should, should be like that. It will be one day. I'd love for it to be here. Okay. Last thing I'll say, I really believe in the power of the Holy Spirit. I really believe in the power of the Holy Spirit to change lives. I don't have to yell. I don't have to scream. Tim Keller says it, says it greatly. Weak argument, yell like hell. Okay. That was Tim Keller. You can't quote me on that. I don't have to yell on that. I don't have to give... Because the story is the story. 
It's real. It's supernatural. So I believe the Holy Spirit's working. I believe in spontaneous baptisms. If not today, one day. I believe people will walk forward in their Sunday best, say, the Holy Spirit has baptized my heart. He is changing me. I'm believing change for the Mary Magdalene's and the Peter's and the prostitutes and the drunks, the drunks from last night. And I want a church to embrace them. Not like we don't, but even more. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, you, you are clear, you are strong, you are active, and you are here. Move us more, because you have moved us already by the power of your spirit, by the power of your word, by the power of the resurrected, risen Lord. In Jesus' name, amen.